The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. The Mind Aware, 333. Well, it starts with you feeling good. So excited to have 15 to 30 minutes of just pure fun right now. This is going to be good. Yay! I love that. <laughs> Oh, that sounds nice. I'd like that. I'll mm. get that for myself right now. Be perfect every minute of every day. Never have another drop of sugar. Because I think if you say that to people, everybody's going to freak out. Hi, Dana. It's great to see you. I mean, not see you, but be <laughs> with you today. What I found to be the secret. <laughs> Who doesn't want to be great? I love it. You know, when you're clear, what you choose to show up in your life will, and only to the extent that you're clear. That's the amazing capacity of the human mind. Hello, everyone. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware, and welcome. So, have you ever had a day that started out poorly and you were wondering like why is it so bad I stubbed my toe my favorite outfit had a button missing the car didn't start and then once it did start I was out of gas and all of this stuff goes wrong but then on the other hand sometimes you have a day where you start your day off right you get flowing you get in the mood you're productive at the end of the day it's wonderful well what if you could intentionally create that for yourself what if you could intentionally have better days on a consistent basis just because you were more proactive about how you started. Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. I am here with J.B. Glossinger. He is the author of The Sacred Six, and he's the morning coach. He's all about that morning motivation, the morning routine, getting your day started right. That's what we're going to talk about. Hi, J.B. Hey, that was so awesome. I'm like, I'm so excited to see the speaker, hear the speaker. That was great. <laughs> So Who is like, this oh, person? No, it's me. I know. Wait a minute. That's me. I got to talk about this. That was awesome. That was an awesome buildup. Well, good. So hit me. Talk to me a little bit about morning routine. Did you have some kind of epiphany that got you into like why this was so important to do? No. I mean, we're talking entrepreneurs, which is great because the reason that I be- had to become the morning guy is because I found a URL back in 2006 called morningcoach.com. So. <laughs> I had to build a business around that. I was actually a night owl. I was living in Miami, and I actually liked to party at the time, and I was younger then, and I was like, oh, man, the only thing they got for coaching that I want to you know, do something and put this – I was doing a conference call at the time. And it was going to be in the morning, so I was like, oh, I can't do night coach. Just take it. I got to do morning coach. <laughs> yeah. So it was all about I wanted, to, I wanted to be the midnightparty.com, but I couldn't get midnightparty.com, so I became the morning coach instead, right? Yeah, the damn URL. I had to go with the URL, right? So, <laughs> so I actually had a transition to becoming the morning coach, and I did that by uh, because that URL was available, which I love that URL. 
I love it as well. And you're lucky to get such a good one. These days it would have to be the morningcoachtodaynow.com. <laughs> so <laughs> you're very lucky. So do you have a morning ritual then or do you do something in particular that starts your day? Yeah. So moving from a night owl to actually becoming a morning person actually changed my life. I, when I started my business and I know everybody's got the hero's journey, right? Living down by the van by, you know, living in the van down by the river, you know? But I, I did. I lost my house. I wrote a book. I thought that's what you needed to do to be successful. And I was going to go out and be a speaker like my mentors, Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar and Les Brown and, you know, Napoleon Hill. And I wrote a book. I spent $40,000 on it, quit my job, stupid, you know, really smart thing to do. And, uh, and, and, and didn't sell any of them. You know, my wife was like, what are you doing? And a buddy of mine said, well, why don't you start a morning show because you got good energy? And so I started on freeconferencecall.com. And in order to do that, I had to establish a morning routine. I had to start getting up early because I was going to do this conference call every morning back in 2005. The people, um, you know, we put in, uh, links on MySpace and then they would listen to me. That's how I got started. So I had to get up and it took me a while to establish a good morning routine. And what I learned was the best thing to do is get up and get moving. And I'm not saying exercise. There's a difference between exercising and just moving. I think the problem is so many people want to get up and go exercise, and then their brain kind of says, I don't want to exercise this morning. What are you talking about? You know, I had cheesecake last night. Uh, <laughs> or I had, had a glass of wine or a bottle of wine. I don't want to get up and get exercise. <laughs> but you can walk, right? So the key thing is to get up, get moving, get walking. Luckily, I got a 100-pound lab that needs to go outside. Uh, I take him out. And the first thing I do before we go walk is I drink water. And I usually drink a glass of lemon water. Get him out. We go for a walk. And immediately as I'm walking him, I'm listening to something positive. That's why I do the morning coach show or you can listen to an audiobook or something positive. Then come back in and I do what my book is called The Sacred Six. I organize and prioritize my day. This is going to be a little too much information. But then I shower or go exercise. Right. So setting that day up and before I even check email or anything, setting that table is so critical to having really good energy. And not getting your mind exposed to the algorithm on Facebook first thing in the morning, which most people do. Yeah, I'm telling you, having a dog is such a blessing, isn't it? I mean, we've had cats forever, and I got a dog a few years ago, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have never had to be outside so much since I got this dog. It's, like, totally changed everything. It's so nice. So I like this. What you're saying is don't get up and have a cup of coffee. Don't get up and have a cup of tea and sit down and do anything sedentary. Because I know some people what they recommend is that you start your day with journaling or gratitude or sitting somewhere and quietly. But there's a lot to be said, I think, for the physical connection and what it does with the mind. And so let's talk a little bit about after you come in from moving your body and walking, can you lay out some of these sacred 60 in Reader's Digest form? Are you old enough to know what Reader's oh, Digest is? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm hitting 49 this year, so I'm definitely a Reader's Digest person. I'm right there. I, I still look for that, everyone. I used to write the – there was one story – and never mind, we won't go there. But <laughs> I'm an old Reader's Digest guy. Yeah, so once you get going, first of all, recognize that movement is life, right? So that's why I love Tai Chi and just movement. You know, once we stop moving is when we usually run into problems. We've all had – Elderly parents or elderly people we know that have broken their hips, that's usually the end. You know, I hate to say it, but that's usually we know that's a problem, right, because they can't move anymore. So first we do need to move, and I, I want to reiterate that. Then when I come back, 
you know, I actually have a journal that I work through that's called the Sacred Six Journal. But I first thing I do is do my gratitude. I write down the things that I'm grateful for in the morning. You cannot be upset and frustrated if you have gratitude. And there's so many things for to be grateful for. I just heard a statistic, and I, I don't I can't confirm this, but I just heard it that you know only 15% of the population has potable water where you can go take a shower and drink water. And I mean, you just think about that, and it's like, wow, I'm in a shower. I need to be grateful for that. But we take so many things for granted. You know, the movie I watched last night was, you know, produced for two hundred and twenty million dollars. That was for my entertainment, right? It was an hour and a half of my entertainment. Hollywood spent two hundred twenty million dollars. And I, if you can start your day with that, like you, all of a sudden your day starts to shift. Then I have a thing called consistency where I look, okay, I didn't drink for seven days. I meditated for so many days. I studied Spanish and I keep, it's a little game. How many days in a row have I written the things that I'm working on, right? So it takes me about 10 minutes to do this. As soon as that's done, I then come over to my sacred six, which are the most important things that I need to get done for that day. I have a little section for miscellaneous, like I got to go pick up milk or, you know, those type of things. Then I lay out my schedule and I do all this by hand still because I like to look at my schedule obviously is on my calendar with all my phones and stuff, but I do like to have it laid out right in front of me. So within those 10 minutes, I've already had my gratitude. I know my consistency and the things I need to work on or what have I kind of fell back on. And then, you know, what are we going to do today? What are, what are the main things we need to get done that prioritization? And then what's my day look like? And this really has allowed me to finish my work day sometimes almost really almost every day. I'm done by nine thirty, ten o'clock. I golfed every day for three years. The last three years because this system works for me. And as, you know, an entrepreneur who has multiple businesses, you know, I'm able to get up and get more done in the morning than most people do all day because they're on Facebook or YouTube. No, I get it done so I can go out to the golf course or, or spend yeah. time with my family or write my book, right? I totally get this. We talk a lot about doing like 50-minute work chunks, you know, when you get into your day and do it, because if you focus for 50 minutes, you can get more done in 50 minutes than in eight hours of kind of being distracted. So I want to come back to this this sheet that you do, because I really love this idea of 10 minutes, and you've got gratitude, you've got your sacred six. So you're talking about your sacred six being six things that you want to get done today that align with your values. Is that right? Yeah. So the sacred six came from the aspect that I went through corporate and I, you know, got an MBA. I, I, you know, I went through three colleges when I was younger. I had a lot of fun, you know, but I finally got my bachelor's that ended an MBA and got in aerospace and was in aerospace for 16 years and, and got to the board of the directors of companies, made buku money, had everything you could ever want. And I was miserable, absolutely miserable. I'm from a blue collar family. My parents never made more than 20,000 a year each. And, um, you know, I was making 10 times that. Right. And but I was miserable and I was just looking at myself like, why are you so miserable? You did everything that Zig told you and everything that Tony told you. You set goals and you hit them and here you are. You have no right to be angry. You have no right, you know, just settle. But I couldn't because my most important value was freedom. And I was working 60 hours a week, traveling all over the world, and I was absolutely miserable. In fact, when I was in my 30s, I looked worse then than I do now. I looked I looked 50-some because I was just haggard. I was just beat down. I went to the emergency room once to get my – because I thought I was having a heart attack. And being able to step back from that and recognize what I found is in our field of personal development, what's missing is nobody's really teaching anybody – First of all, before we start setting goals and neuro-linguistic program and neuro-associate conditioning, let's get organized is what's really important. And so that's what the Sacred Six came from. My journey of actually having absolute success, but it was really failure because I never got clear. 
And so the idea is let's get clear about the direction you're going. Let's establish a mission and understand your values. It's kind of 1A and 1B. You know, sometimes the values need to come first before you figure out where you're going to go. And also understanding that the Archangel Gabriel more than likely is not going to come down and sing and trumpets are going to blast and say, this is your calling. You know, for most people, it just doesn't happen. <laughs> Who told you that? <laughs> well, some people, I, I think it happens to some. It didn't happen to me. You know, once we establish kind of where we're going to go and we understand what's important in the current moment and what we want to experience, now we can set some goals. Now we can, you know, establish some projects and then figure out what we're going to do every day. My secret to the sacred six comes from Ivy, Ivy Lee and Napoleon Hill. It's this real obscure story told by Earl Nightingale. On, and I'm glad we're talking entrepreneurs on, on the original first album for personal development called uh, Lead the Field. Earl Nightingale told this awesome story about Napoleon Hill, who talked about this gentleman called Ivy Lee, who worked with Charles Schwab in the steel mills back in Indiana. This is not Charles Schwab that we know now. This is another Charles Schwab. He built the steel mills uh, for Andrew Carnegie. And Ivy Lee came in and said, look, I need you to write down the six things you're going to do tomorrow. And then don't start on number one until number two is done. And then go to number three when number two is done. And if you don't get five and six done, they go to the next day and they, you know, this process just continues. And this is the story back in 1910. You know, there were so many distractions back then and they didn't even have two phones and, you know, but they were even unfocused. Imagine that. Imagine those guys now. But he took that and implemented that system. And what happened was he, he credits that, Charles Schwab credits that to growing the steel industry that they implemented. So he gave him a check for $25,000, which is about a quarter million dollars in today's money. So basically what I did is I took that and built a whole system around that story over 20 years. And the key to it is that when we set our goals, after we understand where we're going, right, we got these goals, is that we have projects to attain those goals. But this is what's sacred about the sacred six. We can't have more than six projects going on any given time. That's where people mess up. They get a million things going on and nothing really gets done. So if we can focus in on six projects and then break the daily task down to lead us to a goal, then we're good. Okay, so that's I mean, I wrote a whole book on this, but that's kind of the nutshell of the problem. No, I, I, that was very well explained, and I, I couldn't agree more, is that if you're diverted into too many things, you end up getting nothing done. It's that focus on really getting what is important to you done. And also, I want to make, give a shout-out for these core values. Doing my core values, it has changed so much, not only in my professional life, but in my personal life. And it helps you make decisions. One of my core values is harmony. Well, if you have a core value of harmony, what happens is you end up deciding like, well, do I want to be right or do I want to have harmony? Right? Do I want to, you know, do I want to make my point or do I want to have harmony? Well, harmony is a core value or in just making decisions in which projects to do. You can tell so easily when you've got that aligned on your wall, put up for everybody to see. So, Dana, I, I, that's the first thing I teach my, with my coaching clients when I do individual stuff is like, we got to get your values because it is a decision making process. You are 100% right. Nobody really realizes it's like we'll spend years and years planning our wedding, right? I mean, years to have the perfect day, but we don't spend any time really understanding what's important to us and then making decisions based on that. And my core problem is I, I, you know, grew in corporate and became successful was I wasn't anywhere near matching my values. And if I would have made decisions based on that, I would have stayed in sales instead of moving in management. I'd have traveled the world and been free and worked from home, which I had. But instead, I chased the money and got away from my values, which led to depression and misery. And I think that's what happens to a lot of people. 
There you go. Bam. Amen, brother. Uh, you, <laughs> you nailed it. It's right on. See, I want to ask you another quick question about your little tick boxes. You were talking about how you tick and you kind of keep track of like, okay, good. I drank water for eight days or I meditated for seven. Do you have an app you use for that or do you do that all by hand on your page? All by hand on the page. And so every day I just kind of check it off and, and it's a number system. So it's how many days that I didn't drink alcohol. So, you know, I have fun once in a while and I'm, you know, I, you know, every once in a while, but I try to beat my record. So, you know, like my record 68 days so i just keep track and then how many days in, of spanish have i spoken because my wife's colombian we go down there a lot you know and so it's just the things that i'm really working on uh writing i'm writing a fiction series have you been writing on that and i haven't it's a zero i'll tell you <laughs> <laughs> so, so i try to keep you just track. got busted, busted I did, live I here. Did. <laughs> you know i got it there's only other way to be as honest right and that's you know if, sometimes in our field you know these people make everything to seem out like they're so perfect there, nobody's perfect. We all got issues. And, and I think it's important that you allow those issues to come through because, yeah, personal development could become a negative. Like it's like, oh, I'm not growing fast enough or, you know, I got to do more. I got to do more. No, just, you know, life is being lived as you're planning it. So totally. make some mistakes. That's what life's all about. So if you're not consistent for a week, OK, then get back on it the next. Yeah, and it really, it's not in the making the mistake that's the problem. It's the beating ourselves up about oh, making yeah. the mistake that's the problem. It's like, it, you chill and enjoy. That's what we're here for. We're here in the physical. We're here to play. Live your life and enjoy your life. And, and don't make everything such a big deal, right? So it's like lighten up. I love it. JB, this is fun. I want to check in with our Facebook peeps, especially because uh, today we happen to be having a little bit of technology problems. So let's hope that... If my face is frozen on the thread, that it's... <laughs> Yay for technology! <laughs> Yay, we love yeah, we it! We love know. it! It's such a love-hate relationship. I mean, it yeah, so is the love-hate relationship. <laughs> the single love-hate relationship. I love it. <laughs> this is Dana Wild with The Mind Aware. I am talking to J.V. Glossinger. Hey, I want to make sure that you go and check him out. Head over to morningcoach.com slash mindaware and check out all of his good stuff. Get on his list. Opt in for his email so that you can start to assimilate what he's talking about here and start to understand, like, you could be living your day where you're done by 930 in the morning. Doesn't that sound great? So go on over to themorningcoach.com slash mindaware. He's got great blog material awesome audio and video and podcast stuff. He's the author of The Sacred Six. We're going to check in with our Facebook peeps. For those of you that don't know, we are here every Tuesday and Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific time, live streaming on Facebook. So if you want to get to be part of the discussion, come on over and, you know, give us your comments. Tell me what you're up to. Ask questions. I love to hear from you. I will be right back in one second with more about your morning ritual. What's going on with you? You seem so up all the time, and your business is on fire. What are you doing? I started Train Your Brain You. It's the only program for entrepreneurs that addresses mindset and business growth strategies. The idea behind the program is that when you feel good, you act great, and it's awesome. You can check it out at trainyourbrainyou.com, and that's trainyourbrainyou, the letter U, dot com. Is it expensive? Seriously, it's like you're a whole different person. It's only a dollar a day, and you get all the latest tools to help you stay positive and grow your business. You would love it. Where do I go again? TrainYourBrainU.com. That's TrainYourBrainU, the letter U, dot com. Check it out today. Hi, this is 
Dana Wilde, and welcome back to the Mind Aware. I am here with J.B. Glossinger. You know, he's the author of The Sacred Six, and we've been having a great time talking about morning routines, which I just think are so important, right? Once you get into the habit of doing something, it really just shifts your whole life. If you go to themorningcoach.com slash mindaware, JB's got an actual sheet, a worksheet that you can use. Oh, my gosh, for free, my favorite price. So go get it, and you can start doing this. You can start learning more and more about how to kind of get your day started right. You know because you're brain trainers that once your brain develops a habit and you start to create those neural pathways in your brain, it becomes easier and easier to do this because it becomes more and more unconscious. And so it's really cool what JB's talking about here. It's so funny how it aligns with kind of what I've been thinking about in my own life. I made a joke recently that my life is a staycation. And then I started thinking like, well, what if my life really was a staycation? Like, what would a staycation look like? You know, for those of you who are overseas listeners, we use the word staycation instead of vacation when you're going to stay home. (laughs) And so what would your life look if it's a staycation? Well, I think it would look very much like what JB's talking about here. So JB, we had a really good question come in from our Facebook peeps about what do you do when you're really on vacation? Like when you really leave and you go somewhere, do you still keep up your routine or how does that work? You know, and that's an awesome question. It's an awesome question. So let me just say for me, you know, I do a podcast every single day, 365 days of the year. So it's like my biggest blessing. I'll say for having to do this 10 years has caused me to grow. I could not coach the CEOs that I coach now 10 years ago. I thought I could, but there was no way I could, right? So it's forced me to do it every single day. But with that being said, there are times where you need a mental break. You just need to let go, you know, and it really depends on the nature of the vacation. If you're going to go be with your family, you know, be with your family. There, there's an old adage from Ram Dass, right? Be here now. And I think that's the critical thing. If you're going to go beyond vacation, go beyond vacation. So you can take a break. It doesn't mean that you can't go for a walk and maybe do a little bit of the sacred six stuff, drink a lemon water. But there are times you need a break. You need to just allow yourself to be on vacation. But don't here, here's the real thing. Don't beat yourself up when you come back and say, oh, I lost my consistency. Oh, I didn't do this and this and this. Just get back up on the horse and love life. And, and so I do think that a vacation is meant to be used as a vacation. I really love that. And frankly, I'm shocked that you do your show every day, seven days a week. 365 days a year. I can't let that go by without commenting on it. I think you told me before we started that you're on your something like 3,000th episode. I just want to do like one of these, like, you know, if for, for everybody who's listening on the podcast, I'm doing an I'm not worthy. <laughs> it's crazy. So, you know, you, what time do you do your show in the morning? Okay. So what I do is it's not live. Okay. But it's, it's, and I got to tell you, it's a God wink too, because my 3,000th episode is on Christmas Day. How cool is that? I mean, I couldn't have planned it any better. I mean, 10 years ago, I sat down and said, okay, episode 3000 is going to be on Christmas. No, it was impossible. But I get up. Okay, so I come back to my sacred six in the morning and I record the day before because I have a lot of Australians. We, we had a huge European and Australian group. So I have to have the podcast up at midnight Eastern Standard Time for their day, right? So I'm always one day ahead of everybody else. And and but I but I don't pre-record and put five in the can because I just don't think the energy is that good. With one caveat, if I take a vacation, I'll tell everybody, look, I'm going to do four or five in a row because I'm going to take a week off. And I let everybody know that. Right. 
But no, every day I do it because it's for me. And what's crazy, I listen to it. So I do believe it's divinely inspired. I don't take credit for it. I mean, there's just, you can't do 3,000 and keep coming up with that information. It's, it is kind of the Archangel Gabriel did come down and say, hey, you're going to do this, right? Say, he told you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so I do it every day. First thing in the morning, it gets me going. I got to be prepared. I got to be, it's my blessing. It honestly is my blessing because I have to be ready for my people. And if we got a second, I just tell you why. Because a lot of people will say, how do I do this? Well, I got a letter one day, and the letter came in a big manila envelope. I don't have one, but, and I opened it up, and I started reading it. Seven pages handwritten. And it was a woman, and she said, hey, JB, I, um, I, I started listening to your podcast. I just want you to know my story. And I said, okay, cool. So I started listening. She said, I married this wonderful guy. He was a prince, and he was from Europe, and we moved to Europe from California, and we had three wonderful kids, and everything was awesome. It was the fairy tale life. And then he started abusing alcohol, and then he started abusing me. And I'm reading this going, oh, man. And she goes, and, and I didn't know what to do. So I started searching iTunes, and I found you on iTunes. And so he would abuse me, and I would go in the closet and listen to you. And I'm going, wow. And she goes, but I stayed there for the kids. And I'm reading page after page of just all this stuff she's going through, right? And she says, and then he started to abuse the kids. And she said, you had a podcast on strength. And she said, I went into the, to the bank, and I took out everything I could and flew to California. And I'm flipping the page. And she goes, I still kept paying you your $20, even though I was broke. I didn't have a job. I didn't know anybody. I was struggling so much. And I finally get to the end. And she says, but I got to tell you, I'm so happy. I finished my first marathon yesterday. Both my beautiful kids were at the finish line. I have a wonderful life. Thank you. And so for me, it changed everything when I read that letter. Because now every morning when I get up and I'm like, I don't feel like doing this. I don't, you know, I don't want to, gosh, I got to write a blog today. I got to, I think of her. And I know there's somebody that needs it. And it just changed my life. And as entrepreneurs, if you can find somebody like that, you will never have a problem creating content again. You'll never have a problem getting your product or your service or whatever you do out there. And I think it's important from an entrepreneurial standpoint that you find an avatar like I got. So it's what keeps me going every morning. I I will never let her down. Never. Or anybody else like that. Such a touching story. And JB, you know, I, I think that every entrepreneur needs to be reminded that what they're doing is important. I couldn't agree more. And they're transforming people's lives. Whatever they're doing, they're doing something to affect and help somebody out there. And so it's just yeah, very awesome. Awesome stuff all around. JB, you know, you've got such great energy. I feel like I could just sit here and just keep putting another nickel in you and we could just keep going and keep going. I, I want to make sure and be respectful of your time and everybody else's too, but I would love, do you have any parting advice or any parting shot for people when it comes to just like being consistent, building a business and, and staying true to your sacred six? Well, we're, we're entrepreneurs that most of the people that are watching, right? So the key is get organized and get focused. But remember, there was, you know, and I don't want to, I don't want to offend anybody, but there was a really cool guy that came, uh, you know, years and years ago, probably about 2017 years ago. And, you know, he started off with a group of 13 people, right? And, and one of them, one of them kind of stabbed him in the back, but he built the biggest business of all time. And I think the problem today is people are focused on, all these people, I need Google Analytics, I need metrics, I need more Facebook followers, I need this and this. But use that example of that last supper. There were 12 people there. Focus on your people. Realize that outside of this computer, that's somebody, that's a real person. It's just not a number. 
And if you get organized and you get focused and you start to love people and you think about that, wow, I only need 12 people and I can change the world, all of a sudden your business and the way you do it will change. And just start loving people on the other side. Boy, we need it out there. It's just a mess. And I think that will make all the difference in the world. Hey, I love it. All you need is love, baby. It is, that is good stuff, JB. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. That was awesome. Awesome, awesome to be here. It was really fun. JB Glossinger, remember, themorningcoach.com slash mindaware. Do the mindaware because then you get that worksheet, and you definitely want that. So themorningcoach.com slash mindaware. Head over there. Check out JB. And you know what? What he said, it's so easy to start just doing right now. I will bet that you're doing some version of it right now yourself already. Probably of all those elements he mentioned, I'll bet there are pieces of it that you're maybe already doing in your morning routine. So think about what he said about switching them up a little bit. Can you get a little bit more movement and activity in the morning? Because if you can, that's going to clear your head. You're going to be able to listen to some awesome stuff in the morning. It's going to get you motivated, start your day. Can you be more consistent and have a little fun or play a little game with the things that you're trying to achieve? Can you be more grateful about the things that we don't even think about? Is it possible to put yourself more in that present moment? I think the answer to all of these is yes, because at the end of the day, you heard what JB said. He's doing it for his love of doing it for the people. He knows he's out there transforming lives. And guess what? So are you. Think about your favorite client. Think about the person who you know their life has improved because you've touched it and you've been a part of it. And all of this stuff is so simple to do. It's so simple to do right now. Don't you love that you get to be an entrepreneur and you get the freedom and joy that that brings and you get to bring your message out to the world and help people and transform lives? Isn't this a fun playground to be playing in? I say go out and do this right now because you know what? You got this. We'll see you next time, okay? Bye, everybody. Well, I don't know if this is the right analogy, but it's like, kind of like being drunk and like you got to get into your house. You know, like, okay, just walk <laughs> up the walkway, you know, one foot in front of the other. Holy free holies, right? Oh, they'll get my smile later. Later they'll think that, that crazy lady was smiling at <laughs> <laughs> You're oh, doing yeah. the dishes and he's playing the banjo. We're talking fresh from your juicer. Each day is a new life we can create. And not looking at your smartphone or thinking about your next meeting, but just listening to people. If you're aware that we own a monkey. Because we're all about joy here at the Mind Aware, right? <laughs>